You're listening to the Emerging As Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you with my personal stories and impactful guest interviews. As we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, and how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life. The journey of life, as I have learned, isn't always a direct path to success and happiness. I'm traveling down life's winding roads, learning to navigate as I go, always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding. I'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way. So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey everyone, it's so good to be back chatting with y'all. So when this podcast airs, it will be December the 5th. So right now at the time of recording, it is the week of Thanksgiving and I am so excited. For one, I don't have to cook anything this year. In the past, we have hosted several Thanksgivings at our house, and I did a lot of cooking, and I mean, not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty good cook, but this year, I'm grateful that it's going to be at my aunt's house, and I have opted out of having to prepare any food. For one, I have two littles, of course, and life is just hard and unpredictable trying to get them ready, dressed, and out the door. (laughs) And there is a very real chance that my husband may be on a combine on Thanksgiving. So I could quite possibly be trying to get out the door with the boys just by myself. So not having that added pressure of having to get up super early on Thanksgiving morning and start cooking and then have to try to load up hot pots and pans and dishes into our car and get the kids into the car all by myself. I'm so grateful that I don't have to do that this year (laughs) and I'm so excited to get to see family and my cousin is coming home from Wilmington and She is newly engaged, which we know her fiance. He's been around for a little while. We love him. But this is his first Thanksgiving actually coming to our part of the the world. So he usually does Thanksgiving with his family and they travel, but he is coming home with Haley. So I'm really excited that they'll be here to play with the boys and I, yeah, Haley's like a a sister, not a cousin. So I'm really excited to see her and everyone else at Thanksgiving. So today, something that I want to talk about is dealing with grief during the holiday season. So as we know, I have talked about, you know, grief in many different forms as we've gone, that we have gone through um, losing our baby and then my husband, we lost his father, my father-in-law. 
I've lost grandparents, and I have been very fortunate and very lucky that I have not lost a parent so far in my life, and I am so grateful and thankful that I can count that as a blessing that I still have both my mama and daddy in my life, but I do have very close friends that have lost a parent, and then there are some people I know in our community that have lost both their parents or even both their parents and a sibling, and they're the only one left out of their their family. So I know that people have gone through hard things and loss in different capacities, where it, whether it be losing a loved one or even you can grieve not only when you lose a person in your life, but grieving changes in your life. So Holidays are a time, especially in the South, I feel like we have our traditions. And I guess I'll start back, you know, just through my childhood, how we celebrated holidays. So my grandmother, my father's mother, I used to call her Mama Bees. Her name was Beth, but we her grandma name was Mama Bees. And I was the only grandbaby. So We always celebrated Christmas Day at her house, and she passed away when I was 13. So I remember, I think that was the first big change in our holiday traditions, and it hit me really hard. I remember kind of grieving that loss of that tradition, and kind of feeling feeling sad and feeling a little lost because we didn't have that tradition. We had been going to her house since I was born, 13 years of my life. That was my whole life at that point. So I really grieved losing that, losing her and losing that sense of family. Now, we changed the way we did Christmas Day. We still got together with my aunt, my father's sister, her family, But we went to her house in Beville, and we did it not on Christmas Day. It was usually maybe two weeks before Christmas. We all kind of got together. We had to agree on a date. So it was not a Christmas Day thing anymore. And from there on Christmas Day, I know, I feel like there were several years where I don't really know. It's like we did something different. We would do things at our home, and then it was just kind of, It felt strange, I remember, as a teenager, trying to figure out what we were supposed to do on Christmas Day. We always did Christmas Eve at my grandma Ruby's house, which is my mama's mama. And it was always special to me, too, because my grandma Ruby, she was the best grandmama in the whole world. Now, she, she helped keep me when I was little. And if I was ever sick and couldn't go to school, I would go to Mama Ruby's house. And I mean, even today, my mama lives in her house now, but there's just something about going to that house that it is just is home and it's comfort. And it's just a place of love. It's just a place you can always go back to and feel safe. But after she, she passed away when, let's see, I was, it was 2015. It was the year after Ace and I got married. So another thing that I was really grateful for is that Ace got to know my grandma Ruby because she was so special in my life. And 
she could be a pistol now. She would ask questions and put you on the spot and make you feel so uncomfortable and awkward if you didn't know her. <laughs> but she loved it. She loved to do that. But Ace could handle it. So I think that made her like him even more. But he got to experience and know my grandmama and experience that Christmas tradition because at that point I was 20. Three, 24 years old. So 24 years of my life, I've been going to my grandmama's house every single night for Christmas Eve. So after she passed away, and then the next year, my father-in-law passed away. So that changed Christmas in a lot of different ways for us because my father-in-law loved Christmas. Like, he loved it. He bought my mother-in-law a boat one year not a huge boat it was just like a um it might have been a two-person boat just for the river but he and some of the other farmers and friends of his in our community spent I think I don't know if it was Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve they were at the local volunteer fire department they had the boat there and they took wrapping paper and wrapped the whole entire boat so Christmas morning is when we would all get together with my mother-in-law and father-in-law. So we came over to their house on Christmas morning. That that was the last year, last Christmas before he'd passed away the next year. And she, he surprised her with the boat. So they drove up and pulled her to the carport with the boat. And she walked outside and the whole thing was wrapped in wrapping paper. It was hilarious. But he loved Christmas. And... We have had to adjust Christmas mornings and Christmas. It's better now. It's easier now because we have kids. So it fills that little spot of sadness with a little bit more joy. But we still miss him. It's so different not having him here on Christmas morning to get together and just giggle and have a good time. So all those are examples of... When you lose a loved one, like physically, they or they pass away, you know, due to a loss, a death. And there's other types of grief that a lot of people don't really think about. For example, think of divorce or separations in marriages, whether it be your parents or maybe even your marriage, family members, friends. Those things can affect, you know, how you get together and gather and celebrate your holidays. So, an example of that, my parents separated. I was, I think, 21 or 20. So, it kind of changed the way we got together. And it was it was another change that I had to navigate and kind of, you know, feeling those feelings of, you know, grieving a tradition that we used to have. So just like life in general, you know, things change. I have had to learn to look at the holidays as, you know, it's a tradition. Things, holidays are traditions and we, we are people and we are ever evolving, ever changing, ever growing People are always dying. People are being born. People are getting married, coming together, creating new families. People are separating, unfortunately. 
So there's all those types of things that go into creating or being present for, you know, traditions and celebrating holidays. So back to, you know, talking about grief through this process of, you know, gathering for for the holidays and let's say it's different for you this year because you're not where you normally are or someone's missing, someone's not with you physically anymore. Things have just changed and you're trying to work through that grief of what you lost and still be thankful and grateful and celebrate your holidays. So first of all, acknowledge your feelings. It's okay to feel all the emotions and all the feelings during the holidays and allow yourself to acknowledge and experience that grief without judging yourself. That's very important because I've learned if you judge yourself about how you're feeling or suppress the feeling and think to yourself, you know, I should not be feeling this way. I need to suck it up. I mean, that's okay to a certain extent. We all need to suck it up and move on and live our lives. but. In order to be able to do that, you have got to let yourself experience the grief and do not be hard on yourself for feeling your feelings. Don't judge yourself. Let the thoughts and emotions come and go and then decide to pick yourself up and keep going. Hey everyone, I just wanted to wish everyone best wishes for the holiday season. May your hearts be filled with joy, your home with warmth, and your holidays with love. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from my family to yours. Ready? Yes. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Second, it's okay to modify the traditions. So you can change your traditions or you can create new ones that honor the memory of your loved ones that aren't with you anymore. It could be something as simple as, you know, having a candle that you light in their memory, share stories about them, and maybe even, you know, incorporate their favorite activities into your celebrations as a way to remember them and celebrate them and keep them with you in a way so that you don't feel, I guess, that void that kind of keeps them alive and keeps that memory and presence with you and your family. And third, communicate with other people. Let your friends and family know how you're feeling and what it is that you need. If a certain event or a certain gathering are too difficult for you, it's okay to decline the invitation or limit your time at the events. And I know through my personal experience, it's okay to, like I said, limit your your time. Sometimes you want to go and you want to be a part of it, but it can get hard. It can be overwhelming emotionally, I think, because if you are emotionally in a very raw place and then the exposure to so many other people and personalities 
can be overwhelming for you. And that's okay. Just communicate with your family because they're your family. They should love you. They should try to understand where you're coming from. And it's okay. It's okay to not be able to go because you need to take care of yourself. And it's okay to limit the time that you are there if you need to. And it's okay to seek out support during the holidays. Try to surround yourself with supportive people that understand you and respect your feelings. So your friends, your family, even support groups or a therapist, depending on what kind of grief you are dealing with, there are groups out there. There are people that are going through similar situations that can be a listening ear. And I know some people think that, you know, they get mad because like you're not choosing them to be the listening ear that you want to talk to. But sometimes it's hard to talk to people that are close to us. So I would say seek out a group, a support group, or some kind of community of like-minded people that have possibly been through similar circumstances that you were going through. I found a lot of comfort in connecting with other women that had gone through a similar experience as me after we lost Evelyn. And it just offers so much more comfort when you're talking to someone that understands where you're coming from. You don't feel like it's falling on deaf ears because sometimes it's really hard for someone to understand what you're dealing with and the emotions you're dealing with if they haven't experienced it. And it can just be easier to open it up to strangers. Sometimes I say that, but these people support groups or something like that. They may not be strangers after a while. You could find community and support in that group of people that could be long lasting. So don't be afraid to seek support. And then don't forget to take care of yourself. Take care of yourself physically and emotionally. Make time for things that bring you comfort and help you relax. Whether it's reading a book, listening to music, or just going for a walk. I'm really big on just go for a walk if you can. I know my circumstances, life is crazy, is hectic. I have two babies, two littles. But if you are able to go for a walk when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you feel like, you know, you just feel like you're going to jump out of your skin, just get outside and take a little walk, 10 minutes at least, just to clear your head, clear your mind. Reading a book is always a really way to escape for me. Reading a good fiction book to get out of your own head and just get your brain moving in a different direction than dwelling in your grief sometimes is a really good form of self-care. And then music, of course. Music helps me process emotions sometimes. And it helps you, yeah, it just helps process. There's just no better way to say it than music helps you process and helps you move through those emotions. And then another way, you can create a memorial. And like we said, we were talking about light, or like I said, talking about the the candle, lighting a candle. You can dedicate a space in your home to honor your loved one. 
It could be, you know, the candle and then you could have photos placing a special ornament on the tree for Christmas. I know that is something that I have done. I got, I actually have, I think, two, maybe three ornaments for Evelyn that are on our tree. And just like every, like Ashley, Keith and Cade, you know, they have their first Christmas ornaments that we have on the tree. And Evelyn has her special ornaments on the tree too. So that's a really special way to remember your loved ones. I know opening up all the boxes at Christmas time, getting the ornaments and the decorations out. I really love to look back through my ornaments as I'm decorating and think back on, you know, the times, the memories that that I relate to that specific ornament because the ornaments that I have bought I bought them for a reason because they were special to me. They spoke to me in a special way. So creating a memorial in the sense of, you know, a Christmas ornament could be very, very special. And you can pull it out every single year and reflect back on that special person that was in your life that isn't here with you anymore. And then give yourself permission to grieve, feel the emotions. It's okay to still experience joy and sadness at the same time. There's no right or wrong way to navigate the holidays. So I really struggled with this for a little bit after we lost Evelyn because it was the end of September. And then we rolled, of course, right into October, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and I was super raw during those months after we lost her and I really struggled with, I guess it was like survival's survival guilt. I can't even say the word, excuse me, survivor's guilt in a way. I felt like if I was happy or experiencing joy or laughing or doing something fun I felt like I wasn't supposed to be in a way. It was a like a double-edged sword. I felt like sword. I felt like I could couldn't be happy because I was supposed to be sad, but it's okay. You can be experiencing grief and still have a moment of joy all in the same day. You can wake up and cry and then in the afternoon you can you can be happy and have a moment of joy. And dance around the kitchen with your your family at Christmas is okay. That's all part of the process of of grieving and moving and growing. Another thing, plan ahead. If you know that you have certain events or certain traditions that are going to be challenging for you, plan ahead. If you feel like you need to, have an exit strategy so you can take a break if you need to. These are all this this is a really good option if you know you feel like you may be overwhelmed. It's okay. Just go ahead and have a plan so that you can tell yourself, you know, it's okay if going into this situation or this gathering, if I need to, I can leave. It's okay. Plan ahead and know that you have that plan so that Maybe it gives you a little bit of comfort and puts you a little more at ease so that you can enjoy the moments that you are there with your loved ones. And then focus on gratitude. While it is super difficult, 
try to focus on the positive aspects of your life. Reflect back on happy memories that you shared with your loved ones and the things that you are grateful for. And that is really what I feel like the holidays are for. Focusing on coming to together with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and being grateful, reflecting back on the year, the good, the bad, the ups and the downs, all the in-betweens, and being grateful for all of it. Because although the hard stuff isn't fun and the loss and the grief is not fun, it is a part of life. And there's no way for any one of us to escape that in our lives. So being able to come together with your family and your friends and still be grateful, even though we are all going through some type of grief or loss or hard time, being grateful and being able to look to the new year and tomorrow and have faith and and hope for what is to come in our futures. That's what it's all about. And then lastly, if you are really, really struggling really bad and you feel like your grief just becomes so overwhelming, I would really urge you to go speak to a professional Talk to a therapist, get some help from a counselor who specializes in grief and loss. If you are religious, if you're a Christian, you can go to your pastor, to your church, see if there are resources for you. Like I have said before, my faith and turning to my religion really helped me walk through the hardest time in my life. And there is no way that I could have gotten through that time without God. So if you feel like, you know, turning to your Bible just on your own is not enough, do not sit in the grief and let it overtake you. If it's overwhelming you and you feel like you can't manage it on your own, really consider speaking to somebody that can help you. There is no shame in getting help and working through it with someone by your side. And remember, everybody grieves differently. There is absolutely no right way to navigate the holiday seasons after a loss. Be patient with yourself and compassionate with yourself as you process your feelings and find ways to honor your loved one's memory. And today I am going to leave us with a quote or leave you with a quote, I should say. And it is from Natalie Bacho or Bacco. I may not be saying her last name right, but the quote is really good. Her last name is spelled B-A-C-H-O. Here it is. There's promise and beauty in so many things if we are open to it. Even through the darkest moments, if we try and see the light, there is promise in this as well. I hope everyone has an amazing holiday season as we work through the grief, the feelings, the the joy, and the pain. 
I'm right there with you, friend, and I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.